and gentlemen, welcome back. This is QC Fantasy. My name is Graham Rogers. Riding solo again today, but excited to recap week two. A lot of things going on, a lot of football to talk about. So let's uh let's dive right into it. So starting with the Thursday night game, we saw the Chiefs beat the Chargers 27 to 24 in LA. Uh, Patrick Mahomes throws for 235 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, a ho-hum night, I guess you could say, for after what we saw from Patrick Mahomes in the Chiefs' first game. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire rushes for 74 yards on just eight attempts. It's over nine yards a carry. Also had an 11 percent target share uh, seems like when they are in competitive games the Chiefs are going to UCEH both running the ball and in the receiving work so that's good news for all the CEH fans uh, might have been a miss on my part uh, was intrigued by Pacheco saw him get a lot more playing time when the Chiefs were up against the Cardinals will be interesting to see if that continues uh, and again Jarek McKinnon always there had four carries for 12 yards also had a couple of targets out of the backfield. Now trying to anticipate who the number two is behind Travis Kelsey, of course, gets interesting. Um, so Travis Kelsey, seven targets, five receptions, 51 yards, no touchdown, but that's 20% target share. Behind him this week, uh, or tied with him, was Marquez Valdez-Scantling, also had seven targets, only two receptions, so didn't quite pay off. Juju Smith-Schuster dropped all the way down to an 8% target share with just three targets, three receptions, 10 yards. Miko Hardman uh, was productive, four targets, three receptions, 49 yards. That's 16 yards uh, per reception. And then Justin Watson, actually two targets, two receptions, 50 receiving yards, and the one touchdown there. So interesting to see that... Uh, Justin Watson uh, stepped up, basically got the touchdown pass or reception there. Patrick Mahomes' other pass went to Jarek McKinnon uh, that was a scoring play. <clears throat> Chargers, Justin Herbert, 33 of 48, 334 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. Um, you know, we we knew what he was going to be. It was exciting to watch him and Mahomes. I mean, this is something we're going to look forward to in football and in fantasy football for years to come, which is exciting. You know, I, I know we talked about it last week. I am a little concerned about Austin Eckler, 14 attempts, 39 rushing yards, uh, only got a little over 50% of the rushes uh, in the offense. He did have 10 targets, nine receptions, 55 yards, so that really saved his day. That's a 20% target share. Uh, but we do know Keenan Allen was out, so a lot of guys got uh, more looks this week, including uh, Mike Williams, who also had 10 targets, eight receptions, 113 yards, and a touchdown. So I was excited to see that. We saw Xander Horvath uh, out of the backfield get a receiving touchdown as well. Uh, other touchdown went to Josh Palmer. So again, a couple of guys here, Mike Williams, Josh Palmer, that we were touting in the offseason. Palmer gets a touchdown, eight targets, four receptions, 30 yards. DeAndre Carter, ho-hum, you know, three targets, three receptions, 55 yards. Uh, Jalen Guyton uh, did not get any looks. Obviously, Keenan Allen was out. And then, you know, another Chargers player, right? We just wanted players from this offense. Gerald Everett, 10 targets, six receptions, 71 yards. So going to be really interesting uh, to kind of monitor this week. And, of course, throughout the season, what Keenan Allen is looking at uh, with his injury. You know, are we going to see – more just Mike Williams, Josh Palmer, Gerald Everett, uh, and then obviously Eckler with a 20% target share. So I know last week pretty much everybody in the offense had about an 11% target share. This week with Keenan Allen out, uh, Mike Williams, Gerald Everett, and Austin Eckler all with their 10 targets had 20%. So that's 60% of those three guys. And then the rest uh, dropped off to Josh Palmer at 16%. DeAndre Carter at 6%, and then the guys out of the backfield were 4-2 and 4%. So, um, you know, pretty consolidated around the top guys with Williams, Everett, and Eckler. I went out and picked up Everett in a lot of places. I had him in best ball. Uh, feel pretty good about that pickup. So next game on the docket, much more gross than this one. So we had the Giants beating the Panthers at home 19-16. to Um Man, it just a gross game. Don't really want to talk about it too much. But, uh, you know, 
Barkley had some struggles. So Barkley, 21 rushing attempts, 72 yards. It's only three yards a carry. Really looking for something more explosive. Uh, just four targets, three receptions for 16 yards. So, uh, you know, that was a that was a, a miss in, in DFS for me, which I'll talk about tomorrow on that show. But, you know, Matt Breida, Gary Brightwell each had one carry. So Saquon, you know, still obviously the guy. Looks like Sterling Shepard is the alpha in this passing offense for whatever that's worth. Uh, 10 targets, six receptions on and 34 yards. It's almost a 30% target share from Daniel Jones. Again, how much that's worth, I don't know. Richie James behind him with six targets, five receptions for 51 yards. And from there, we've got to drop down to Kadiris Tony with three targets, two receptions, but zero yards, man. Everything around the line of scrimmage for Kadarius Tony did have uh, two rushing attempts for 23 yards. So they are trying to get uh, him involved in creative ways. Uh, Wondell Robinson was out. Kenny Galladay, zero targets, barely played. Uh, and David Sills, actually, uh, more targets than Kadarius Tony had four with three receptions, 37 yards. Uh, not something I think is really relevant in fantasy, uh, but interesting to see. And then, you know, deep uh, stash here, maybe for later in the year, we'll see what happens. But Dan Bellinger tied in in New York, one reception, uh, 16 receiving yards, but it was a touchdown. Uh, I like him as a prospect. Uh, if you see him out there in dynasty, definitely pick him up. He should be rostered pretty much everywhere. Um, but interesting to see Sterling Shepard kind of take hold of this passing game, especially coming off the Achilles injury. Um, so going to keep an eye on that, but again, not sure how much value there is in this Giants offense. So looking at the Panthers, not much better. Uh, Baker Mayfield, 48% completion percentage, 145 yards, one touchdown. Uh, no interceptions, rushed for 35 yards. I know he had the rushing touchdown in the last game. Uh, McCaffrey got a little bit more involved, so 15 carries for 102 yards, uh, four receptions on five targets for 26 yards. Uh, again, just kind of ho-hum. This was a, a slow game, just kind of gross. Wasn't going to get a whole lot of value out of it. Um, you know, DJ Moore, six targets, three receptions, 43 yards. Uh, did have the touchdown, which kind of saved his day. Robbie Anderson had the big week last week. Five targets, three receptions, only 32 yards. And then Shai Smith actually tied DJ Moore in targets with a 20% target share. Uh, that led the way just ahead of Robbie Anderson and Christian McCaffrey. Uh, but six targets, only one reception for two yards. So again, not much here outside of McCaffrey. Dante Foreman had two carries. Chuba Hubbard had one. So not like there's a lot of competition there. But again, I don't know how much they're going to be rushing, running the ball. Uh, you know, hopefully CMC can pick up more targets, more receptions, and make bigger plays. And DJ Moore, uh, you know, it's interesting. I was optimistic when the Baker Mayfield trade went down. Maybe this can get going in the right direction. Um, you know, 13 fantasy points about in full PPR is okay. But when you want DJ Moore to be maybe your wide receiver two, wide receiver three, uh, just not quite cutting it for me. So next game up, we got the Jets and the Browns. Jets, unbelievable comeback uh, late in the game. I think had like... And Browns had a 99% chance to win with, you know, just minutes remaining uh, and Jets with the onside kick, you know, Joe Flacco, I mean, 26 of 44, just all the, all the passing attempts the past couple of weeks, 307 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, really fascinating to see Garrett Wilson really step up and kind of be the guy here. So 14 targets, eight receptions, 102 yards, two touchdowns. It's a 31% target share. I was really excited about Garrett Wilson at the draft. And then, you know, everything kind of dropped off around him. There wasn't a lot of noise coming out of New York about him looking good. Obviously the Zach Wilson injury, but man, Joe Flacco seems to trust him. Joe Flacco has been around uh, probably a guy that's going to be popular on the waiver wire. If he's not rostered in some redraft leagues. Uh, and then obviously in dynasty, if you took him as, you know, wide receiver three, four five, whatever it was behind, you know, maybe a Drake London uh, who we'll get to later. Uh, definitely looks like a good pick. He was one of the guys I was targeting in the draft at wide receiver early on. So really happy about that. Elijah Moore had five targets. Corey Davis with four. Uh, Elijah had three receptions for 41 yards. Corey Davis, two receptions, 83 yards, big touchdown catch. Um, so, but target shares, you know, again, Garrett Wilson at 31%, Elijah Moore at 11, Corey Davis only at nine uh, is interesting to see there. We did see Braxton Berrios get in. Um, Jeff Smith as well had a reception for 17 yards, but it's really going to be consolidated around those top three. And it looks like Garrett Wilson may be taking the reins, but we'll see. It'll probably fluctuate throughout the year. 
as far as the backfield goes, you know, Michael Carter and Brees Hall had huge weeks last week, uh, catching the ball out of the backfield this week, you know, 11% target share, 2% target share. So definitely dropped off. Michael Carter had five targets, five receptions, 27 yards. Brees Hall only one target, one reception for 10 yards. They both had seven carries. Michael Carter had 23 yards. Brees Hall so showed a little bit more explosiveness, 50 yards. That's over seven yards a carry. Um, so again, pretty much an even split there. Michael Carter getting a little bit more work in the passing game this week. And then Tyler Conklin, who was a guy that I liked in um, – Minnesota last year uh, comes in nine targets. That's a 20% target share in this offense. Uh, again, with 44 passing attempts, he had six receptions for 40 yards. So you're getting double digit production out of Tyler Conklin at the tight end position uh, with, without a touchdown. So interesting to see if that stays, if that sticks around because that's the second highest target share on the team uh, this week. So keep an eye on that. And if Tyler Conklin's out there and you punted tight end, you know, maybe someone you want to look at. I think the Jets are going to be trailing in games and there's opportunity in this passing game. If they're going to keep throwing the ball, you know, 44 times this week, 49 times last week could be could be interesting just for some of the garbage time points. So getting to the Browns here, I think, you know, this was all about Nick Chubb, man, 17 rushing attempts, 87 yards, three touchdowns, also had three targets, three receptions for 26 yards. So uh, actually got more targets and receptions than Kareem Hunt, which was surprising. I mean, I think if he takes over as that kind of bell cow, uh, there's Nick Chubb could could potentially be the running back one with the way that he's playing cream hunt did get 13 carries for 58 yards so it was efficient there that's over four yards a carry two targets two receptions uh 16 receiving yards jacoby Brissett, 88 percent completion percentage 22 of 27 for 229 yards one touchdown one interception uh Almost all of that, it seemed like, went to Amari Cooper. So 10 targets, 9 receptions, 101 yards, and a touchdown. Yes, I know last week I was dropping him. I did drop him. Someone else picked him up in our league and had him on their bench. We'll see if he becomes a starter or not. But again, not a guy that I expect to make a difference later in the season who is really going to win me matchups. Um, and, you know, I think there are guys like a Garrett Wilson that you can pick up week to week that are going to have – as much production, if not more than Amari Cooper. Uh, but yeah, I like a 37% target share, especially when the other wide receivers, Donovan Peoples-Jones, David Bell had one target each. The rest went to the tight ends and the running back. So Harrison Bryant, four targets, three receptions, 45 yards. David Njoku, five targets, three receptions, 32 yards. So almost an even split there uh, with four targets, five targets for the tight ends really reduces their value. I mean, if you're going to play one of them uh, in really deep leagues, you're just hoping for a touchdown from one of them. Uh, but with the way Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt play uh, and how much focus they get in the red zone from the coaching staff from this offense, I'm not sure that's something you want to take a risk on. I took a lot of Njoku in best ball really late. Again, just hoping, hey, if I can get by until the playoffs come, the tournament really starts, and Deshaun Watson is back, there, there could be an upside there with Njoku. We'll see if it actually plays out that way. So next game up, let's get to the Lions and the Commanders. So this was, you know, a game that I thought was kind of a sneaky shootout, and it turned out to be exactly that. So Lions 36, Commanders 27. Story of the day, Amon Ra, right? Amon Ra St. Brown, 12 targets, 9 receptions, 116 yards, two receiving touchdowns, two rushing attempts for 68 yards. Um, so to everybody that was drafting Amon Ra a lot, which unfortunately I was not, I don't know why either. We kept talking about how the Lions offense was going to be improved. We like, I really like the offense. I was high on golf. I was high on Swift and Williams. And if I'm high on an offense, I just don't know why I wasn't drafting more Amon Ra. I was taking DJ Chark really late. I like Jamal Williams really late. I, of course, love DeAndre Swift. Took him in our home league draft that we broadcast um, on the podcast as well. So just an oversight on my part with Amon Ra, but he, he looks like the real deal, an alpha. And when they get Jamison Williams back, back half of the year, you know, again, I don't think that's going to negatively affect Amon Ra too much. He's carved out his role in this offense. But Jesus, Lions team—they could be—they could be good again. My my hot take uh, was them getting to the Super Bowl in a couple of years, and I'm going to stick with that. Uh, watching this team right now, so Jared Goff, twenty 
completions on 34 attempts, 256 yards, four passing touchdowns. Um, and then DeAndre Swift, only five rushing attempts, but for 56 yards, he's explosive. Uh, no rushing touchdowns, but did have five targets, two receptions, 31 receiving yards, and a receiving touchdown on a play that he fell down on, got back up, found his way to the end zone. So with that, Jamal Williams did get 12 carries for 53 yards. Uh, Craig Reynolds, three carries for 16 yards. Jamal Williams, again, getting a couple of scores in the red zone. But Jamal, only one target, one reception for seven yards. Again, with these split backfields. It's all going to be about who's going to get uh, the targets and the receptions. And especially if this offense is going to score a lot of points, I like DeAndre Swift. He's explosive um, and he can break long runs like he did in this game as well. Didn't quite get to the end zone, but racks up points quickly. Other wide receivers, DJ Chark, four targets, zero receptions. Uh, Josh Reynolds, three targets, three receptions. Only 38 yards did come out with a touchdown. And then at tight end, TJ Hawkinson, seven targets, three receptions, 26 yards. Uh, but right now it is... Amon Ra, it is Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift, and that is that is the offense. Uh, so again, we like the consolidated offenses, especially if they're going to be good offenses. Um, so this one, a little surprising, still disappointing. I didn't draft uh, more Amon Ra St. Brown, but you know, you live and you learn, and, and we'll we'll keep improving. So getting to the Washington Commanders and Carson Wentz this week, forty-six attempts. Uh, really starting to seem like there's going to be fantasy value here. I mean, I think they're going to be losing games. They're going to have to throw the ball. And, you know, Carson Wentz has has an arm. He can sling it. Uh, and, you know, we're really seeing it. So Wentz threw for 337 yards, three touchdowns, uh, only one interception, uh, ran the ball a couple of times for 23 yards as well. So as far as the target share goes, Curtis Samuel led the way. Big fan of Curtis Samuel, traded for him in a couple of places, was excited about him in best ball as well, could get him in the last round. Um, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson next up. So nine targets for Curtis Samuel, eight for Terry McLaurin, five for Jahan Dotson. Curtis Samuel and Jahan Dotson both had a touchdown. Terry McLaurin had 75 yards on four receptions. Samuel, 78 yards on seven receptions. Dotson, 59 yards on four receptions. Uh, Cam Sims and Dax Milne, two targets, one target each, but really consolidated around those top three guys. And then interesting in the backfield, you know, Antonio Gibson, 14 rushes, 28 yards, did get a rushing touchdown uh, down in the red zone. Uh, good to see him still getting targets. So four targets, two receptions for 13 yards. J.D. McKissick, only three carries for nine yards, but did get seven targets, seven receptions, 54 yards. So again, just value there from J.D. McKissick without much rushing output, without any touchdowns, you know, in full PPR. That's double-digit points once again uh, without a touchdown. So J.D. McKissick still has value. Good to see Logan Thomas back. Five targets, three receptions, 37 yards, and a touchdown. Um, and then John Bates as well got three targets for two receptions, 15 yards. Uh, but definitely once Thomas is really healed up, 100%, going to be good to see him out there. Uh, what, fourth, fifth, sixth target uh, for Carson Wentz behind the three receivers, McKissick and Antonio Gibson. And again, we will see when Brian Robinson is back. Um, hopefully, as soon as possible after coming off IR with the gunshot wounds, but just something to monitor with this backfield. Um, I don't know if Antonio Gibson is a sell high. I like the talent uh, offense. looks like it's actually pretty good. Maybe there's enough to go around for everybody. We'll just have to see kind of how the splits play out. Um, so could be a risk worth taking to sell high on Gibson. Um, I would probably be holding him. I've liked Gibson. He's talented. He's athletic. I like taking bets on guys like that. Another gross game here. So Patriots 17, Steelers 14. Uh, not overly interested in a lot here. Mac Jones, 252 passing yards and a touchdown, one interception. Uh, interesting to look at the splits in the backfield. So Damian Harris, 15 uh, rushing attempts, 71 yards and a touchdown. Did get two targets for two receptions. Ramondre Stevenson, nine rushes, 47 yards, uh, two targets, one reception. Ty Montgomery uh, was placed on IR, so he was really the pass-catching back. Interesting, they both only got two targets. Uh, Jacoby Myers kind of asserted himself here, 13 targets, nine receptions, 95 yards. Uh, Nelson Aguilar actually got the one touchdown. He only had six targets, but caught all six of them for 110 yards, again, for a touchdown. Kendrick Bourne, you know, a good kind of – Guy that can help move the chains, not somebody that's going to have a lot of fantasy value. Three targets, two receptions, 16 yards. Uh, Devontae Parker, two targets, no receptions. Uh, Devontae Parker, I think I've said this before, but he he might be done, uh, you know, as far as being fantasy relevant. 
And then unfortunately with the tight ends, Hunter Henry, one target, zero receptions, Johnny Smith, three targets, zero receptions. You know, a lot of people talking about the backfield here, where it's going to go. Looks like it's, you know, Damian Harris right now. He's got 48% of the carries um, in the overall uh, because we do have Mac Jones rushing the ball for seven attempts. But as far as the backfield goes, uh, getting, you know, what, 60, 70% of the rushing work. And they both got two targets out of the backfield, Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris. So right now it's Harris's backfield. I was a little bit higher on Ramondre Stevenson, honestly, in drafts because I could get him later, uh, but not sure that's going to pay off just yet. We'll see how the rest of the season develops. And then getting to the Steelers here, going to be interesting to see if the Steelers start losing. Uh, Got the huge win against the Bengals. Felt good about Mitch Trubisky. They turn around and lose at home to the Patriots. uh, And people are wondering, hey, when are we going to see Kenny Pickett, right? You get a quarterback drafted first round. I mean, this is what people are waiting on. Uh, So only 168 yards, one touchdown, one interception, only one rush attempt for Trubisky. So that went to Deontay Johnson, had 10 targets, six receptions, 57 yards. Claypool, six targets, four receptions, 26 yards. George Pickens, three targets, one reception, 23 yards. So really not much production out of the wide receivers here. Najee Harris, 15 rushes for 49 yards. Uh, He did have six targets, five receptions, 40 yards, uh, which kind of saved him with the the rushing attempts. Jalen Warren got a little bit of work with four rushes for 15 yards, but that's really about it out of this offense. Pat Fryermuth, seven targets, four receptions, 22 yards. And this was just kind of the concern with this offense coming into the season. You know, was there going to be enough to go around for Najee, for Deontay, Chase Claypool? People were high on George Pickens. What was going to give? Pat Fryermuth had a big breakout last year as a rookie. And it looks like everybody's going to give, um, at least in this second game. Deontay Johnson leads away with 10 targets. It's a 30% target share. So you can chase that. Uh, Chase Claypool was next at 18, but that was tied with Najee Harris. So not, not sure I'm overly interested in looking to acquire any of these guys with Mitch Trubisky at quarterback and, you know, rookie quarterbacks when they come in, don't always help wide receivers, pass catchers hold value. So, um, probably an offense I'm avoiding. If one of these guys has a big game week three, I may be looking to sell high, um, and they'll just be interesting to see. I'd like to get Taylor's take on Dynasty, you know, what we think about these wide receivers. Uh, we can have that conversation on a different show. But in the meantime, let's look at the Jaguars versus the Colts. Surprising one here. So Jaguars at home, 24 nothing on the Colts. Shut them out. Trevor Lawrence, 83% completion percentage, threw for 235 yards, Two touchdowns, no interceptions. James Robinson still looks good out of the backfield. All these people worried about Achilles injuries. James Robinson, Sterling Shepard. We'll get to my guy Cam Akers later as well. But James Robinson, 23 rushing attempts, 64 yards and the touchdown. Uh, and then two re- two targets, two receptions, 14 yards. So James Robinson, I was totally out on. Uh, seems to be serviceable um, and a good running back seems to have value in fantasy. And if this offense continues to improve, there's going to be value there. Uh, I'm not worried about Travis Etienne. This was a game that he's not going to get the work that we want, right? Travis Etienne is valuable in the passing game. Nine carries, 20 yards, only three targets, three receptions for 33 yards. Um, so not a big day for ETN again in week two, but we need the game script to go the right way. We need the Jaguars to be down. They were up 24 to nothing. Um, so not much there. I'm not worried just yet on ETN, uh, but if this offense continues to give Robinson the bulk of the carries and they're winning games, that's when I may get a little bit more concerned uh, with spending money on ETN or drafting him highly. Uh, Christian Kirk, another big game, six targets, six receptions, 78 yards, two touchdowns. Um, so he, Looks good. Looks like the alpha. Zay Jones had four targets, three receptions for 23 yards. Marvin Jones actually out-targeted Zay in this game. Five targets, three receptions, 33 yards. Jamal Agnew got one target, had a couple of rushes as well. And then, you know, another guy was taking shots on deep in best ball drafts. Evan Ingram, eight targets. That's a 26% target share, uh, which was actually highest on the team. Only He had seven receptions, 46 yards. Didn't get in the red zone. But again, you're getting double digits from your tight end without uh, a touchdown. I like Evan Ingram. He's a guy you can probably go pick up off of waivers if you got injuries. I've got George Kittle in our home league, so he's missed some time. Evan Ingram's a guy that you can target if need be uh, in 
fantasy leagues on the waivers as well. All right, game I'm glad that Chris and Taylor are not here for. So we got Dolphins 42, Ravens 38. I'll talk about this more on the DFS show. Man, Taylor and I talked about it, right? Double stacking uh, quarterbacks, having run backs, uh, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle absolutely go off. So Tua throws the ball for 50 attempts, 36 completions, 469 yards. For those not good at math, that's a 72% completion percentage on 50 attempts. Um, two interceptions, six touchdowns. Again, Tyreek Hill, 13 targets, 11 receptions, 190 yards, two touchdowns. Jalen Waddle. 19 targets so that's 38 per target 38 percent target share for waddle 26 for tyreek hill these guys are the offense it just is what it is um so again waddle 19 targets 11 receptions 171 yards also had two touchdowns um so i i am i'm not gonna throw in the towel two games into the season that i was wrong about the miami offense i'm not gonna do it it was early Ravens had a lot of injuries to their secondary. You're talking about third string DBs, perfect game script, get down early. We'll talk about the Ravens in a second, um, but they uh, they do look good. They had a big game. I never said these guys weren't talented at wide receiver. I didn't trust the quarterback. I didn't trust the new coaching staff that I thought was going to be a little bit more run heavy uh, than they have been, but they're letting Tua throw the ball they're keeping it close to the line of scrimmage letting Jalen and Tyreek get some yak and then again they're able to beat guys one-on-one when you draw up the right play at the right time which happened multiple times against the Ravens secondary uh so those guys look good again they're talented I still don't think they're gonna have a wide receiver two quarterback two I mean wide receiver one quarterback one I'm fighting an uphill battle here after week two uh but I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it for now I don't mind if they prove me wrong I I like the players at wide receiver, maybe not so much quarterback, but hey, Mike McDaniel's come in, put in the right system, giving his guys, you know, chances to succeed, and they are totally taking advantage of it. So where I am getting a little bit more concerned is Chase Edmonds. So five rushing attempts, 33 yards, but again, where a guy like this has value is in the passing game. This was the perfect game script. They're down. Let them dump the ball off when he can't hit his open receivers. Problem is Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle were always open. Um, so only three targets, one reception for eight yards, and that's just not going to get it done. Again, didn't spend a whole lot of money on this guy or a whole lot of draft capital, but I, I'm more worried about Chase Edmonds than I am about Travis Etienne. Um, I'll put it that way. Again, a guy I paid less for, so not as concerned, but it – you know, was a long shot if you were, you know, going zero RB or hero RB with one stud and then just drafting guys later. Chase Edmonds was somebody I had a lot of. Uh, so hoping this turns around, but even more concerning is Raheem Mostert, 11 rushing attempts. So doubled up Chase Edmonds, 51 yards, uh, and then also three targets, which is the same as Chase Edmonds actually had three receptions for 28 yards. That's where I get a little bit concerned, let alone the fact that Alec Ingold gets two targets out of the backfield, two receptions for 15 yards. So that is where I am a little bit concerned. Um, other wide receivers in the offense, Cedric Wilson, one target. Trent Sherfield, two targets. River Craycraft, two targets, one reception, two yards. So shout out River there. Um, but again, this offense is Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. They're going to make it run. Uh, Mike Gusecki paid off this game, four targets, four receptions, 41 yards, and what we need at the tight end position, a touchdown. So Good to see for all those people that were higher on Gasecki. I wasn't one of them, but good to see that he pays off. Again, it, we'll see how it plays out the rest of the year. Big matchup coming up against a very good defense for the Dolphins in the Buffalo Bills this week. So that's going to be fascinating to watch, I think, to see what this offense can do. You know, not against third string DBs. No offense to the Ravens and the injuries that they had. So let's get to the Ravens so nobody accuses me of slandering the Dolphins anymore. Talented players. I'm... I'm going to stick with my bet. If we get to like week five and it's still going this way, I may have to just admit I was wrong, but I'm not doing it yet. Um, so Lamar Jackson, 21 of 29, another 72% completion percentage, just like to a 318 yards, three passing touchdowns, no interceptions, ran for 119 yards on nine attempts. That's 13 yards per attempt and a touchdown. Um, 
and he's got to do this stuff, right? They've got Kenyon Drake rushing for 1.33 yards a carry on six carries. Mike Davis running for 0.8 yards per carry on five carries. Justice Hill, three for 16. Patrick Ricard, Ricard one for five. Um, none of those running backs had targets out of the backfield. Not something we're surprised by with Lamar. He's going to tuck the ball and run. Rashad Bateman, seven targets, four receptions, 108 yards and a touchdown. Clearly the alpha wide receiver there, Devin DuVernay, two targets, Demarcus Robinson, two targets, Tylen Wallace, two targets. I know DuVernay had the big game last week with two touchdowns, just not something we can count on. I'm happy I have him in best ball, but he's not a guy I can really plug into my lineup and rely on. Somebody you can rely on, Mark Andrews, 11 targets. That's a 38% target share, nine receptions, 104 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, maybe the third best receiving option uh, in Baltimore is Isaiah Likely, rookie tight end, five targets more than any of the wide receivers, four receptions, 43 yards. So somebody keep an eye on if he's on the waiver wire uh, in your league. Again, he's Mark Andrews backup technically, but they're playing them a lot together and maybe the third best option. And if Lamar's going to push 30 passing attempts and complete 72% of them, there could be value in that. So something to keep an eye on. And, you know, I'm excited. I've got Dobbins on a lot of teams, best ball and redraft. So looking forward to Dobbins getting back, hoping when they bring him back, he's 100%. And, you know, they're taking all this time uh, for him to get fully healthy so that they can really give him the reins because clearly the Kenyon Drake, Mike Davis, Justice Hill, Patrick Ricard uh, running back by committee is not quite working out for this offense. So um, hoping Dobbins comes in gives this offense a little bit more explosiveness out of the backfield and will open things up even more for Bateman, Andrews, likely maybe even DuVernay. Uh, so going to be fun to watch. Let's get to the Rams and the Falcons. So another one that I thought could have been a little bit of a sneaky shootout and it actually turned out to be that. So Rams 31, Falcons 27. <clears throat> Again, I'll get into this a little bit more in the DFS show, but if you didn't have players in that Dolphins Ravens game. You weren't winning anything. So even though this was a game I was intrigued by, uh, it was good. Lineups were okay. Uh, but again, not having Dolphins Ravens, you just really had no shot if your lineup didn't have those. Stafford looked better in this game. Wasn't playing the Bills defense. 27 of 36. That's 75%. 272 yards, three touchdowns. Did throw two interceptions. Um, you know, again, this is something we have seen out of Stafford in his career. Had a great year last year, uh, but he's he's gunslinger still, uh, and he's going to do that. He's going to turn the ball over. Cooper Cup was Cooper Cup. 14 targets, 11 receptions, 108 yards, two touchdowns. That's a 38, 39% target share. Ben Scourneck, three targets, two receptions, 16 yards. Allen Robinson, five targets, four receptions, 53 yards, and a touchdown, uh, which kind of bailed out his owners. Again, I was high on Robinson coming into the year hoping it's just taking time uh, for him to get going. But, you know, they put up 31 yards. He did catch a touchdown, but Cooper Cup obviously still just the guy here. Um, do you want to talk about Tyler Higby? Nine targets, uh, seven receptions, 71 yards. So Tyler Higby, another tight end option here. Again, 14.1 points in full PPR, 25% target share, didn't have the touchdown. I mean, if that's what you're getting out of your uh, tight end position, that's, that's big. And then I do want to talk about the backfield, of course, and panic last week with Cam Akers. Didn't look good, but I wasn't absolutely throwing in the towel on him. Another Achilles guy, 15 carries to Darrell Henderson's 10. Did have 44 carries. Darrell Henderson had 47, so lower on the efficiency yards per attempt. Darrell Henderson did get the rushing touchdown, uh, but also encouraging to see Darrell Henderson no targets. Uh, this game, Cam Akers, three targets, two receptions, 18 yards. Um, so again, something to keep an eye on. It's definitely going to be a split. I'm not thinking Akers is going to just be a bell cow, but going to be intriguing to see how this fluctuates. Does it go back and forth in terms of who's getting the passing down work, who's getting the red zone work? Uh, right now, Henderson seems to be the guy that they trust in the red zone, um, but something to definitely keep an eye on. But let's get to the Falcons side of this. A good bit to talk about here. So Marcus Mariota, 17 of 26 for 196 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. <laughs> I know one of my hot takes was Ritter being the starter by the end of the year. I think that will probably be the case. Um, I just don't think this team is going to win many games. 
And if they don't, usually the rookie gets a shot. Um, and so with that, you know, do want to talk about the pass catchers then because uh, they could be affected pretty heavily if that occurs. Drake London, man, looking like an alpha, just like we thought out of the draft. 12 targets, 8 receptions, 86 yards, and a touchdown. This is a 46% target share for those wondering at home. That's absurd. Uh, just to compare, Kadero Hodge was next at the wide receiver position with three targets, two receptions. Did have 57 yards. Alameda Zacchaeus, two targets, two receptions, 21 yards. Got a touchdown there as well. Brian Edwards, not interested, but two targets, one reception, two yards. And then the elephant in the room, the unicorn in the room, whatever you want to say, Kyle Pitts, only three targets. That's an 11% share, same as Kaderil Hodge. Two receptions, 19 yards, no touchdowns. So, you know, I, I don't know what's going on in Atlanta. They need to get him involved. I think you've got to draw up plays for him. I think Marcus Mariota is an experienced quarterback. He's going to get the ball to the best players. Just hasn't happened yet. Um, and Or, you know, Drake London. I mean, he's he's getting all the targets. I think targets are earned. But I do think they need to draw up things for Kyle Pitts to get involved. Uh, really killing people that were taking Kyle Pitts high. It, it hurts. He's talented. Uh, we know that, but got to get him the ball. Backfield, I was a little disappointed with Cordell Patterson. Was hoping he'd have a bigger game, especially if they were losing, uh, getting some targets. Cordell Patterson, 10 rushes, 41 yards, only one target, no receptions. Uh, Tyler Algier actually also had 10 rushing attempts, 30 yards. Um, and that's just kind of how the backfield shook out. Not a whole lot of production there out of the Falcons' backfield. But interesting, Drake London, again, another one of these rookie wide receivers that we are seeing is just, and they're good. I mean, this is why they were drafted as highly as they were. This is why people were taking them highly in rookie drafts, best ball, all that kind of stuff. These wide receivers are really paying off for people. Speaking of paying off, my heart breaks. Um, again, not that Chris or Taylor would victory lap an injury, but they know my love affair with Trey Lance. This hurts. I've cried my tears, taken my moment of silence. Uh, so Trey Lance, season-ending ankle injury, had surgery earlier today. Um, so again, you know, good for the 49ers for keeping Jimmy G around, lock him out of the facility, bring him back, rework the contract. Uh, he's going to make a lot of money, man, being the starter, especially if they win games. It's a good team. Um, you know, you, you got to go look at adding Jimmy G, especially if you're in a super flex league, especially if you had Trey Lance, um, got to have that insurance. So Jimmy G comes in 13 of 21, 154 yards and a touchdown, no turnovers. Um, you know, again, this offense is just going to run the ball. But as far as passing goes, Brandon Ayuk led the way with targets, eight targets, five receptions, 63 yards. Debo, six targets, five receptions, 44 yards. Ray-Ray McLeod got two targets. Juwan Jennings, two. Danny Gray, two. Uh, Ross Dwelly at tight end, one reception for 38 yards and the one touchdown uh, that Jimmy G threw. And then again, the backfield, man. Um, so Tyrion Davis-Price out with an injury. Elijah Mitchell already out with an injury. So we've got Jeff Wilson. We, they've got the undrafted rookie Jordan Mason, probably going to be running back two earlier today. News is that they've elevated Marlon Mack off of the practice squad onto the active roster. Um, Kyle Juszczyk got a couple of carries in this game as well. Uh, Jeff Wilson in this game, 18 carries, 84 yards, two targets, two receptions, 19 yards. Um, I was trying to pick him up off of waivers everywhere I could. Didn't get him most places just because I was worried about the split tdp had 14 carries to jeff wilson's 18 33 yards um so just interesting to see that that's how the split went but tdp out just how much is jeff wilson going to get and with jimmy g at quarterback he's not going to take off and run like lance would so that may put even more work on jeff wilson's shoulders uh hoping again i've got him on my team hoping we get George Kittle back uh, so that we can see him out on the field. That will really help Jimmy G out as well to have all of his targets, Jeff Wilson in the backfield. And we'll see if Jordan Mason or Marlon Mack carve out a role for this offense as well. Uh, on the other side, the Seahawks not interested in talking a lot about this offense. So Gino, 80% completion percentage, 24, 30, but only 197 yards, no touchdowns, one interception, uh, Tyler Lockett had 11 targets, nine receptions, 107 yards. But again, if this team's not scoring touchdowns, I just don't know if it's going to pay off. DK Metcalf, six targets, four receptions, 35 yards. 
Marquise Goodwin and D Eskridge, both with one target. And then the backfield again with Kenneth Walker coming back like the player, but just not enough there. Rashad Penny, six rushing attempts, 15 yards. Travis Homer, two for nine, plus four targets, four receptions, 43 yards. If you're in a really deep league dynasty, maybe Travis Homer with some PPR uh, options there. Kenneth Walker, four carries, 10 yards. Just not anything I'm interested in. And then Disley, Will Disley, Noah Fant, both had two targets uh, in this game. So just not much we can really build off of in fantasy right now. Little bit of a shocker, a lot of bit of a shocker. Cowboys, 20, Bengals, 17. So Cooper Rush comes in uh, and leads the Cowboys to a victory over the Bengals who were in the Super Bowl last year. Cooper Rush, again, not really anybody I want in fantasy, but 235 yards, uh, one touchdown. C.D. Lamb, 11 targets, seven receptions, 75 yards. I mean, this is what some of these backups do. They're going to hone in on one guy they want to get the ball to, usually the alpha. Uh, I will say Noah Brown looked good, five targets, five receptions, 91 yards, and a touchdown. So a little bit of a split there between those two guys, um, which is interesting, but uh, I still think C.D. Lamb is the guy on this team. Uh, he should be the alpha. He should be getting the target share. C.D. Lamb, 35%. Noah Brown, 16%. If you want to know who was next highest, a uh, little bit surprising after the bad week last week, but Tony Pollard, uh, seven targets, four receptions, 55 yards, looked good. He also had nine rushes for 43 yards. 4.7 yards a carry. Uh, Zeke, 15 rushing attempts, 53 yards, three and a half yards a carry, two targets, one reception. Uh, so not much going for Zeke there. Pollard had the better fantasy game, also had a rushing touchdown. So, you know, Pollard fans excited. I like Tony Pollard. Still not getting as many overall touches as Zeke Elliott, just by one, so pretty split. Um, but interesting to see that, you know, the less – Athletic quarterback, Cooper Rush, um, looking to dump it down to Tony Pollard a little bit more. Um, so that's interesting and exciting, and hopefully that pans out, especially in full PPR. Dalton Schultz did go down with an injury, so that's going to be something we need to monitor. Could help C.D. Lamb, Noah Brown. Uh, they actually released Dennis Houston, who had a target in this game, who was a rookie. Really makes me want Jalen Tolbert out there. I mean, we've seen what some of these rookie wide receivers have done. Uh, Jalen Tolbert obviously not taking as high as some of those other guys, but there's opportunity in the, uh, this offense. But I do think it's probably going to consolidate around Pollard, CeeDee Lamb in the passing game, Ezekiel Elliott, of course, being involved in the running game, and Noah Brown may, like this game, have a touchdown catch uh, and get on the map. And again, need to monitor Dalton Schultz uh, and his health. Let's get to the Bengals. Man, it's just a couple rough games for this offense. Obviously, the Steelers last week, Joe Burrow with all the interceptions. This week, he went 24-36, only 199 yards, one touchdown, um, rushed for 26 yards. Jamar Chase, nine targets, five receptions, 54 yards. Tyler Boyd, two targets, two receptions, 17 yards. Thought Boyd was maybe somebody that was a good pick if Higgins didn't play. Higgins off the concussion, 10 targets, the most on the team, six receptions, 71 yards, and a touchdown, 27% target share to Jamar Chase's 25. Um, and then out of the backfield, Joe Mixon, 19 rushes, 57 yards, four targets, three receptions, 26 yards. Didn't get in the end zone this game, but still producing for fantasy players. And another tight end here, Hayden Hurst, guy I was high on. Again, guys, you can get late in best ball drafts in pretty much any draft at that, but seven targets, five receptions, 24 yards, no touchdown this game. But again, a guy that's giving you some production in PPR, 19% target share, third highest on the team behind Chase and Higgins. Looks like that's probably going to be his role as long as everybody is healthy. So want to see this team get going. We had high hopes. Uh, they were you know, fixing up the offensive line. We were hoping that would help Joe Burrow still getting pressured and sacked a lot. So hoping, hoping this offense gets it turned around. Speaking of an offense that needs to turn it around, man, Denver Broncos led by Russell Wilson, who went 14 of 31. It's a 45% completion percentage, 219 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Um, you know, I just, everybody's talking about the coaching staff. They've made some terrible decisions, but like is, is that just, is it Russ? Yeah. I mean, I'm starting to wonder, you know, when you hear these stories about people where like, oh, they go through a lot of jobs, they go through a lot of breakups and everybody's like, oh, it's the other person. It's the job. It's whatever. It, 
is it Russ? I mean, like, is that a question we need to ask ourselves? I just a 45% completion percentage. Like that's, I can't blame that on the coaches. Um, and you can say, oh, they're not scheming to get people open, but like guys, these are NFL players. They can get open. Um, so I don't know something we're going to watch, uh, Cortland Sutton, you know, a little bit of a bounce back game here, 11 targets, seven receptions, 122 yards. Jerry Judy did leave with an injury. So that kind of helped Cortland Sutton get more looks. So three targets, one reception, 11 yards for Judy, uh, Tyree Cleveland came on three targets, two receptions, 28 yards. I know KJ Hamler was out. So I get it. That's where we want to bail out Russ with only having Cortland Sutton. But even with that, um, you know, Albert O, two targets, no receptions. Uh, Eric Saubert, two targets, one reception for 22 yards. You know, just not not a lot going on here in this offense. Uh, but the backfield, again, this is where we look for the positives. Javante Williams, 15 attempts, 75 yards. That's five a carry, four targets, only one reception off those four targets. Unfortunately, that was a 10-yard reception. Melvin Gordon, 10 attempts, 47 yards. That's 4.7, uh, one target, one reception, six yards. So uh, that, that's the best part of their offense right now. Javante, Melvin Gordon, we'll see what's happening with Jerry Judy's injury leading into week three. Shoulder injury, hopefully something he can uh, play through, but yet to be determined. If not, it's all Javante, it's all Melvin Gordon, and then it's all Cortland Sutton in the passing game. They had four tight ends involved the past couple of weeks. So, um, you know, my Albert O take, not looking too hot. Um, so going to be intriguing to watch. He wasn't my tight end one. I didn't have him as a tight end one, but I was high on him. Athletic guy, Russell Wilson at quarterback, but I, I'm going to maybe Russell Wilson's the problem. I don't know. Only 16 points, 16 to nine against the Texans. So with that, let's get to the Texans. Davis Mills, you know, 19 of 38, which is bad, 50%, but still better than Russell Wilson. 177 yards, no touchdowns. Um, was interesting. The backfield flipped this game. Rex Burke had no rushing attempts. Damian Pierce, 15 rushing attempts for 69 yards, 4.6 per attempt. Uh, so that was fascinating to see after last game. <clears throat> I know the coaching staff said they wanted to get Pierce more involved. I didn't know that would mean 100% of the rushing shares out of the backfield. Burkhead did get three targets, two receptions for nine yards. Pierce also got one target, one reception, eight yards. Then in the passing game, again, not really good, but Brandon Cooks had 10 targets. It's 26% target share, four receptions, 54 yards. Uh, Nico Collins had nine targets, four receptions, 58 yards. And then other guys contributing, Farrell Brown, five targets. Chris Moore, four targets. Uh, they had a couple of catches and about 24, 14 yards, respectively there. I told everybody not to chase O.J. Howard. Again, one target, one reception, seven yards. This time, no touchdowns. Brevin Jordan, um, another guy I could take really late in some best ball drafts, has not quite paid off. Four targets, though, um, two receptions, three receiving yards. So nothing real pretty here. I think Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins are the guys. We'll see what happens in this backfield with that flip-flop that just occurred. Um, but intriguing, but probably not, again, an offense that I want to get super involved in. A game I did want to get involved in and was involved in a lot. So Cardinals against the Raiders. Cardinals win 29-23. Crazy game. Uh, Cardinals forced overtime late with a couple of scores. Defensive touchdown ends the game on a Hunter Renfro fumble. So excited. Kyler Murray, 31-49, 277 yards. Five passing touchdowns, had 28 rushing yards um, and a touchdown, one interception. He also had a two-point conversion as well. James Conner did leave with an ankle injury, seven attempts, 25 yards, did have four targets, two receptions, 26 yards. And then we saw Eno Benjamin, Daryl Williams split the backfield. So each had eight carries, 31 yards for Benjamin, 59 yards for Daryl Williams, one touchdown for Williams. Eno Benjamin, four targets, three receptions, 20 yards. Daryl Williams, three targets, two receptions, three yards. I'm a little surprised how much uh, Kyler has targeted the backfield. So there were 11 targets here for the backfield, Connor, Benjamin, and Williams. You know, similar to Lamar, I was thinking he would run a little bit more this year, which he has done, uh, but doesn't seem to be his preference in these scenarios. He's looking downfield or looking for his backs, uh, which is good for the players in the backfield if they can stay healthy, especially James Connor, who people were expecting to be the bell cow. Still think Eno Benjamin's going to have a role carved out in that passing game and as a breather back. And it looks like maybe Daryl Williams uh, is going to get more of the work if James Conner does miss time. 
passing game, you know where this goes. Marquise Brown, uh, 11 targets, six receptions, 68 yards. Uh, Greg Dortch actually got the touchdown, four targets, four receptions, 55 yards. A.J. Green had seven targets, but only three receptions, 16 yards. Man, he just doesn't look good out there. Andy Isabella, not involved at all, did not play. Um, Andre Bacellia, uh, two two targets, two receptions, 12 yards, and then saw today that he was released. Uh, So interesting to see him, but... You know, if they're getting Rondell Moore back and then obviously DeAndre Hopkins is going to come back from suspension after six games, uh, you know, get your run, get your NFL receptions. Good for him. Hopefully he signs on a practice squad somewhere. Uh, but Andre Bacellia being released. Zach Ertz, you know, 11 targets, eight receptions, 75 yards. Didn't get the touchdown. But again, tight end, PPR, you're getting double digits without the touchdown. That's reliable. Um, that's somebody you want on your roster, Zach Ertz. Uh, so excited for Kyler. He's my MVP. I think if he can keep this offense and this team with a winning record and looking halfway decent, by the time Rondell Moore comes back, by the time Hopkins comes back, if James Conner can stay healthy, I think they can get things rolling a little bit. So excited for him. Flip over to the Raiders here. Derek Carr, 25 completions, 39 attempts, 252 yards, two passing touchdowns. Um, and then it's it's really the receivers that were fascinating to me. <laughs> so Devontae Adams, seven targets, but only two receptions, 12 yards. Did get a receiving touchdown, but it's just two receptions, 12 yards from Devontae is kind of unheard of. Hunter Renfro actually out-targeted him, 10 targets, seven receptions, 59 yards. Did unfortunately have the fumble that was returned for a touchdown. Uh, play before that, two plays before that, he fumbled the ball. It was recovered by the Raiders. Again, this was in overtime. So not a good time for Hunter Renfro. He was in concussion protocol after the game. Uh, wanted to monitor that heading into next week. Mac Collins actually out-targeted Devontae Adams as well. Eight targets, five receptions, 66 yards. More of the deep threat for this offense. Um, kind of running wind sprints, but Carr was looking at him this game. Darren Waller, eight targets, six receptions, 50 yards, and a touchdown, 20% target share there. Uh, behind Renfro and tied with Hollins in target share ahead of Devontae Adams. So Devontae Adams, fourth most targeted player. Foster Moreau, who got some run last year when Waller was hurt, four targets, three receptions, 30 yards. Got him in some dynasty leagues just kind of in case something were to happen to Waller like last year. Uh, picked him up. Backfield looks like it is Josh Jacobs. I mean, 19 carries, 69 yards. Zamir White only had one carry, and that's it. Um, Amir Abdullah had one target, one reception, 23 yards. Jacobs also had one catch off one target, 12 yards. But it's Josh Jacobs' backfield. Uh, If you've got him, you need him to score touchdowns. He's not going to put up a whole lot of points. Otherwise, not super explosive. You need them to get in the red zone and hand the ball off. Um, I don't see it happening a lot. They're going to go to Devontae, Renfro, Waller, but – I guess he's an option, and you probably didn't uh, give up too much draft capital to get him when you did. Um, so next game, looking at the Sunday night game, so Packers at home against the Bears. Aaron Rodgers, 76% complete percent completion percentage, 234 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, spread the ball around a lot. Nobody with more than a 16% target share. What, four guys at a 12% target share uh, from the wide receivers? So I'll run through these Sammy Watkins, four targets, three receptions, 93 yards. That's a Sammy Watkins stat line right there. Romeo Dubs, three targets, two receptions, 27 yards. Christian Watson, three targets, three receptions, nine yards. Randall Cobb, three targets, three receptions, 37 yards. Alan Lazard, first game back, three targets, two receptions, 13 yards. Did get the touchdown, so Lazard paid off there, but man, not sure I want anybody in this wide receiver core right now, just with 12% target shares all around. Not something I am really interested in. Lazard paid off at the touchdown, but that could go to anybody else next week. Robert Tanyan takes a little bit of a step back this week with all that competition for targets. Two targets, two receptions, only 11 yards. The backfield, obviously, where this game was won. That's where the Packers are going to have to win games. Aaron Jones with the big game this week, 15 rushes, 132 yards. That's almost nine yards a carry and a touchdown, three targets, three receptions, 38 receiving yards, over 12 yards a reception and a touchdown. 
So we were high on Aaron Jones coming into the year. We knew the splits without Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, obviously not there. So this was going to be the way the Packers were going to win is with this backfield. A.J. Dillon pitches in 18 carries, so three more than Jones, 61 yards. Also had three targets, only one reception for six yards. I think you're going to see this go back and forth between these two guys. You know, who breaks the big play of these running backs? They're both capable, which is huge. Uh, And then if Aaron Rodgers can just – facilitate with the wide receivers they have with Robert Tanyan. Uh, you know, that's how this team's going to score. Uh, it's just unfortunate. Again, this offense plays slow. They're going to need big plays to have a lot of value. Uh, again, I would I'd really only focus on Aaron Jones or AJ Dillon uh, for fantasy. Speaking of trying to find somewhere to focus on for fantasy, the Chicago bears, man, um, Justin Fields, 11 passing attempts. Seven completions, 70 passing yards, no touchdowns, one interception, 20 rushing yards, did have a rushing touchdown, kind of, I guess, maybe saved people out there uh, with him on their fantasy team. Equinemius, St. Brown, four targets, two receptions, 39 yards. Darnell Mooney, two targets, one reception, negative four yards. Um, So just... I don't want any part of it here. Uh, Cole Komet, one target, no receptions. Ryan Griffin, one target, one reception, 18 yards. We thought it was maybe the gross game uh, week one against the 49ers in the weather. Looks like it's just maybe a gross offense. So David Montgomery, maybe a bright spot if you want to try to find one. 15 rushing attempts, 122 yards. That's eight yards a carry. Uh, two targets, two receptions, 14 yards. Khalil Herbert, only four rushing attempts, but looked good on him. 38 yards, nine and a half per attempt. Uh, did have a target and a reception as well, but just an offense I'm staying away from. Again, we've talked about a few of them here, whether it's the Texans, um, whether it's the Seahawks. This is probably one I'm going to put in that category with the Bears. I don't want, I don't want any part of it at this point. So, Flipping the page on that game, you know, hope they play better. I was hoping Justin Fields would run a little bit more, be more effective on the ground. Just doesn't look like it's happening. So let's get on to a team that is probably the exact opposite of the Bears, and that is the Buffalo Bills. So Monday night, uh, the first game on Monday night, Bills 41, Titans 7. Um, So absolutely obliterated the Titans. I don't think the Titans are that good this year. Um, And actually helped me a ton. I will show you why. QC Fantasy was down, I don't know, 20 points, maybe 30 points coming into the night. Um, but Josh Allen proceeded to throw three touchdown passes to Stefan Diggs. Um, and then my opponent, luckily, Amon, you heard us talking about him. I'm sorry if you're listening to this. My guy um, had Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, and Minnesota's kicker left. All I had was Stefan Diggs down 25 or 30 or something. Got the win. Because Stephon Diggs had 14 targets, 12 receptions, 148 yards, three touchdown receptions. Uh, Josh Allen throwing for 317 yards, four touchdowns. The other one went to Isaiah McKenzie. Uh, Josh Allen only rushed one time for 10 yards. Didn't need to. Um, Gabe Davis out in this game, so obviously a lot of that consolidated to Stephon Diggs. Jamison Crowder, two targets, one catch, 16 yards. Jake Kumaro actually was starting in two receiver sets uh, early in the game in place of Gabe Davis. Three targets, two receptions, 50 yards, so good showing there from Kumaro. Dawson Knox, five targets, four receptions, 41 yards. Uh, again, tight end, getting close to double digits on a 13% target share with no touchdown. When he gets the touchdowns, that'll pay off. Backfield, again, we keep talking about these backfields flip-flopping back and forth with uh, what's going on with guys, but James Cook led the way with rushes uh, this week. 11 rushes, 53 yards, almost five per per attempt. Uh, Did have one target and no catch. Singletary was next, six rushes, 19 yards, a little over three per carry. He did have four targets and two receptions, uh, which was interesting to see. Zach Moss, uh, who was kind of the pass-catching guy last week, three carries, 17 yards, only one target and no catches. And then Reggie Gilliam, three targets, two receptions, 17 yards, and a touchdown here. Uh, so that was really interesting to see. Good for him. Um, and But no rushing attempts. So uh, intriguing. But again, Diggs, big story here with Josh Allen for the Bills. Let's get to the bad of this game. So Tennessee Titans here. 
Ryan Tannehill, 11 of 20, only 117 yards, two interceptions, uh, really just nothing going for this offense. Traylon Burks, I guess, six targets, four receptions, 47 yards. Uh, again, another rookie wide receiver. I think it's going to take some time uh, for him to really get going, but uh, at least not performing poorly here. Robert Woods had five targets, four receptions, 39 yards. Maybe he's not dead yet. Kyle Phillips, only one reception uh, on one target, five yards. Nick Westbrook, Akine, four targets, one reception, 13 yards. Also, news, good to see Josh Gordon back on a football field. Had a target, no receptions, but he was back out there. And then, you know, last week they played four tight ends that all get targets. This week, Austin Hooper, uh, only tight end with targets, four. One reception, 19 yards. Uh, did get a Malik Willis siding as well late in the game and the blowout. Uh, this one could be interesting. I, I didn't think this was going to happen, even though I wasn't high on the Titans, but uh, Malik Willis may end up getting getting some run. Um, only one of four in game for six yards, but four rushes for 16 yards. I mean, that's what Malik Willis is going to be. I don't think it would help this offense as far as passing the ball if Malik Willis was starting, but if they just are going to win games, uh, it, it may go that way. Derrick Henry, only 13 rushes, only 25 yards. It's less than two yards per attempt did have a touchdown uh paid off there maybe hopefully saving some people Hassan Haskins kind of got in later in the game nine carries 37 yards over four carries so looked good in the time that he did play one target but no catch for Haskins there and then in the late game last one Eagles Vikings Eagles win 24 to 7 so Jalen Hurts man 26 of 31, 83, almost 84% completion rate, and 333 yards, one touchdown, ran the ball 11 times for 57 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Um, you know, good to see A.J. Brown getting eight targets. Devontae Smith actually seven targets. Devontae Smith called all seven for 80 yards. A.J. Brown, five receptions, 69 yards, not quite the huge blow-up game like he had in week one. Zach Pascal. Two targets, two receptions, 14 yards. Quez Watkins, two targets, two receptions, 69 yards. Big touchdown there for Quez Watkins and all of his truthers. Dallas Goddard, you know, he's going to do Dallas Goddard things. I still think maybe the steal of our draft was Chris getting Dallas Goddard as keeper for like $2. Goddard, six targets, five receptions, 82 yards. So again, double digits from the tight end, no touchdowns. That's payoff. Um, backfield, no touchdowns this week. All three of them scored touchdowns last week, but... Miles Sanders, 17 attempts, 80 yards. That's over four and a half yards of carry, three targets, three receptions, six yards. Gainwell, only two attempts for seven yards, had two targets, one reception. Boston Scott, four attempts, 19 yards, one target, one reception. So, again, this is Miles Sanders' backfield. Uh, the other guys may vulture touchdowns, but as far as volume, Sanders is getting the majority of it here. Flip into the Vikings. Man, dis disappointing. Another offense – was really excited about last week, but we know it all went to Justin Jefferson. There wasn't a whole lot else going on. So that's a little concerning. Um, again, I think you can rely on Justin Jefferson, but you've got to get production from different places. Eagles have a good defense and it showed Vikings only seven points. Kirk Cousins threw for 221 yards, one touchdown through three interceptions. Um, Jefferson got his 12 targets, but only six receptions for 48 yards. Did a really good job of just kind of keeping him in front and containing him, making him make contested catches. Uh, and Kirk Cousins, again, only a 58% completion percentage. Struggled a little bit. They, they need to find their number two in this offense. Thielen, seven targets, four receptions, 52 yards. KJ Osborne, two targets, two receptions, 25 yards. Rager got in the game as well. Only one catch, one rush for 17 yards. Irv Smith, another, you know, kind of late round tight end, eight targets, five receptions, 36 yards, did pay off with the one touchdown there for Irv. Uh, Johnny Munt got in at tight end with a couple of receptions. And then the backfield, man, it's like the Derrick Henry thing. Dalvin Cook, only six attempts, 17 yards. He did have six targets, four receptions for 19 yards, but that's just, that's not going to get it done for Dalvin Cook, for fantasy owners. Again, this will change depending on game script, but just, just interesting to see. They gave up on the run so early. I know it's a different coaching staff from last year, but Dalvin Cook is one of the best backs in the league. He's got to get the ball more. Um, it's just going to help play action for Kirk Cousins and for these receivers. Alexander Madison, um, two rushes, eight yards, but to get five targets, three receptions, only six yards on those. Um, so, again, disappointing performance here from the Vikings, but 
going up against a really good Eagles defense. We saw Jefferson explode last week. We're going to see more of those weeks from Jefferson and this offense as a whole, I think. So uh, to preview Thursday night's game, um, Steelers, Browns on Thursday, uh, not a game I'm super excited about. We just had Chiefs Chargers. This is kind of like the hangover for Thursday night football from that week. But, you know, it's interesting that this game is going to be I think whoever plays better, Nick Chubb or Najee Harris, honestly, like whichever one of those guys is able to hit the running lanes and make big plays, like that's the offense that's going to win. I don't see Jacoby Brissett or Mitch Trubisky really separating things here. So whichever backfield makes the bigger plays, you have to play both of them. If you have them on your teams, Chubb, Najee, uh, hope nobody has to start Brissett or Trubisky unless you're in like a three quarterback league or, you know, a 20 person team that's super flex. I don't know. Um, but, you know, looking at the wide receivers, so Amari Cooper kind of asserted himself this last game with the target share that he had. Uh, probably would go back to that if you have him. Uh, Donovan Peoples Jones was interesting, had all the target share game one, um, got banged up a little bit in this game, only the one target. If he's back healthy and playing, could see a little bit more of a split there. Probably play both of them. If you have to reach a tight end, I think you can play either Harrison Bryant or David Njoku, but just know they're going to take targets away from each other. And then with the Steelers, I, you know, I, th- I think it's a top two. I think we're seeing that. It's Deontay Johnson is the one. Chase Claypool is the two. Pickens is going to get whatever is left. Um, and then Fryermuth, seven targets. I mean, he was the what second leading target. Uh, in target share this past week behind Deontay Johnson ahead of Claypool, ahead of Najee. Uh, But again, at tight end, he only had four receptions, 22 yards. That's not enough to pay off every single week if he's not getting the touchdowns. Um, It's This is a division game. It's probably going to be ugly, low scoring. Um, So I think you play Najee. You got to play Chubb. You got to play Deontay, maybe Claypool. And I think you've got Amari probably play him again not a guy i'm super high on i'm fine with having dropped him last week again i don't think in the long term he's going to be somebody that i want on my roster in uh redraft and definitely not in dynasty already kind of let that ship sail a while ago so that's the preview for thursday night just real quick who to target uh i'll get we'll get more into it uh on preview show tomorrow is our dfs show recap kind of lineups from last week, how they looked, and then games we're targeting this week. Going to try to get a little bit sneakier, try to get a little bit different um, from everybody else. We're going to start looking more and more at projected ownership for these things so that we can get different. You know, amazing to me with, and I overlooked it, so maybe other people did this as well, uh, but with the Ravens missing a lot of their starters, that should have been an obvious game to target on the Dolphins side, especially with Tua being so affordable. Uh, and then you could run back with Andrews. Bateman was pretty affordable as well. So was Waddle. We're, of course, going to see those values change on DraftKings, on FanDuel, everywhere. Uh, but something to kind of start looking at more and more that I haven't done very well in weeks one and two. But we got a little bit more sample size here with distribution to players, something that I'll be diving into more on tomorrow's show. But that is it for now. Thank you for listening to the recap show. Week two, excited for week three. Get back at it. Set lineups. Grind grind the waivers. Grind the waivers. Got to be looking at Garrett Wilson. Um, that would be my first target. And then if, I don't know, for some reason Jeff Wilson wasn't picked up or you want to take a shot on an undrafted uh, rookie, Jordan Mason, in the 49ers backfield and then a quarterback, of course, Jimmy G uh, out there. If Joe Flacco is still available in your league, if they're going to be throwing this much, and if you're going to go after Garrett Wilson, might as well look at the guy throwing him the ball as well. Uh, he's got good weapons. I was excited about that for Zach Wilson. Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis got the backfield with Michael Carter, Brees Hall. If Joe Flacco is going to make it work, that's another target. Um, so thank you again. DFS show tomorrow. For now, I'm out.